I have this this silly idea. Yeah, okay. And it, okay. So last episode, you're talking a whole lot about the gas leaking in your apartment. Yeah. We should kill you off on the podcast, and you should come back as a ghost. I don't know if you heard the Tim Gerard passed away. Uh, the gas leak uh, from his neighbors above actually what was not dealt with. And it was the, the whole place went up. Um, welcome back to another episode of motor mouth. Um, I'm joined by the ghost of Tim Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Usually there's two topics. Usually they enter insanity leaves, but there's one topic. It's the Matrix Re- Matrix Resurrections. We just we both just watched it. It came out today. This this is a big one. <laughs> Holy shit, Tim! We have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's 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 the culmination of of yeah years in the making where it was like you know as a as a little kid, not a little kid, but you know a little twenty something year old like you know, being all excited about the matrix and then, you know, okay, it's done. There's part three. We're done. You know, we're done with this world, you know, and then like, okay, it's coming back. Like, you know, and I feel like, you know, people are very cautious, like, Oh, is it going to be good? Is it going to be suck? Why, why are they bringing it back? You know? So I was kind of on board for it either way, like just more, more of a chance to spend more time in that world. You know? So I'm, I was on board no matter what. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if our listeners on this podcast know my, my disdain for the sequels of this film. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's, it's Keanu. We were definitely in the Keanu Assange right now. And I'm like, after this stuff with John Wick, it's just, I, I love everything he's in and I love this world so much. And yeah, we, we've, we've seen it. So, so how do you, how do you feel? <laughs> um, I feel very, very peaceful about the whole thing. You know, it was kind of like, it was, I, I feel like it was like a really good ending, but also kind of leaving a door open kind of, you know, whereas with, um, with res- revolutions, like I know, you know, a, a friend of mine in particular was very much like, Oh, you know, it just kind of like, didn't, didn't kind of give you anything to think about, you know, which I mean, I, I didn't necessarily agree because it's like, well, you know, the matrix has a new status quo, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like there could, there could be more stories, you know, it's not that the matrix was destroyed and that's, that was always one of my favorite things that the goal wasn't like annihilation of the machines. It was, it was peace, you know, and it was exploring this idea of, of otherness and like, Oh, well the machines are all evil because they're machines. And it's like, no, there are plenty of shitty humans in this story. And, you know, the idea that like, you know, that some of the machines could be reason, we don't really see much of that, but I like that they brought a lot more of that to this one. You know, the idea that like, yeah, not all machines are bad just because they're machines, you know, we're not all, I guess maybe not so much machines, but we definitely saw programs in the, in the, the sequels, you know, who were not evil, you know, like, like Sati, for example, you know, who, so I thought that was great that she came back, you know, 
yeah like I, Spoiler, I, I spoilers by the way we're going to talk about like every inch yeah. of this movie um so you I, you feel peaceful you, you have you, there's still stuff to think about at the end of this one before we get into like actual plot details so, like your first reaction is a positive one yeah yeah like and that was i think part of it too is like i had to i had to temper myself going in like i had to not expect to have my mind blown again and i feel like that's what happened that's why a lot of people didn't like the sequels because the first one blew their minds whether it was story and visual effects you know myself included and then the second one was kind of like oh but you already did that you know and and so it's kind of like you know that was kind of one of the things i was thinking in the back of my mind is like i hope they're not going to rely too much on the visuals unless they're going to be doing something groundbreaking again, you know, which I feel like that's so much more difficult to do, especially once you've already broken such ground like that, you know? Um, so, so that I was very pleased that I was very pleased that it was, it, it seemed to be much more about like the story than like, look at these cool effects we did, you know, and they, they almost kind of like make fun of that at certain times, you know? And um, I thought that was really cool. And I also like that they doubled down on the love story aspect of it. I mean, that was also something that I really appreciated about the the first, the, you know, the trilogy that like, you know, I remember that having some criticism that's like, oh, you know, it's supposed to be why, you know, it's supposed to be this cool sci-fi thing. Why is it a love story? And it's like, I mean, like, not to say that every story is a love story, but that's such, it, it's at the core of so many things because like we're human and we're looking for that, that connection, you know, um, not to say that you aren't whole if you don't have, you know, if you haven't found your soulmate or whatever, but like for, for many people that is, you know, a big, a big part of it. And I, I like that it focused on them, not just sort of as like, well, it might as well be you, but that there was such a, a connection at their core. But yeah. And I, I was, I was kind of wondering if that's what this was going to focus on, you know, instead of the one being the two. You know, so that was kind of something I was like keeping in the back of my mind, but not necessarily hoping to see, um, you know, that it wasn't going to be so much of that idea of like sort of Trinity propping Neo up. And uh, but which, by the way, like I feel like, you know, again, Counter Reeves is perfect for this because he's he's that that perfect soul who is very much like like when he's talking about like, you know, I never believed I was the one, but she believed I was the one, you know, and, and you know, kind of acknowledging that everything that he was able to accomplish was because of her believing in him, you know, like mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the opposite of, of toxic masculinity, you know, like I, I feel like he embodies that so well and um, makes it so believable, you know, it's not, you know, it's something that you, that I bought throughout the first trilogy. And then it kind of comes to, I feel like a natural organic conclusion in this one, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I wondered if that was going to be, I don't, I don't want to, yeah, I won't, I won't jump to the end too, too soon. We, you know, we kind of maybe go somewhat chronologically, but like, yeah, there were definitely points where it was like, I guess, I guess that's a big thing. And, um, you know, for me and hoping that this is not, not that I would have felt this way when I was younger, but, you know, as is the case with so many, so many movies and action movies specifically, there's, there's a dude at the center of it, you know, and, and, you know, and myself being a dude, it's like, yes, you know, I connect with, with that person, you know, because, you know, as I say, because he's like me, you know, and, um, I, it's, it's nice to see that I'm at a point in my, in my life and in my growth as a person that it's not like, well, if Neo's not the hero and the badass, like, I don't, fuck this movie. Like, why did they make the girl the, the head, you know, the, 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 you know, the most, you know, it was just like, it was cool to, to, to see that happen, to see that kind of passing of the baton. And be like, yeah, you know, like Neo had his time and 
And I feel like, yeah, there was always something, you know, like he always had those doubts, even when he was able to do stuff, you know, and, and, and kind of where their story con- concluded as far as like her dying and him sacrificing himself. Like, I feel like this was a great way to bring that back in. And that's something we can talk about too, but kind of how like creepy and visceral those flashbacks were like, Oh, here's how we brought you back to life. Like, Oh fuck. <laughs> right. Um, so my first reaction, I, it, I enjoyed it. Like it, it was, it was fun. Um, there's definitely some rogue one DNA in this movie. There's definitely some Force Awakens DNA in this movie. Um, it, it's it, it's all it's almost so meta. It's it's gross. Like there there <laughs> like there's certain like when they're, when they're talking about certain things and making reference to things. It's it's very like it feels like watching Scream. Like it's that level of like, do you see what we're doing? Do you see what we're doing? Which is it, it models what the fan base has been doing. And speculating about, and so that's, that's the other thing. It also has Last Jedi energy because it's speculate all you want. This is what we're gonna do, right. and it, I, it, I, I need to see it again. That's the other thing. Is like I felt like I, I, there was so much going on, and I feel like I, I was also like since I watched it on HBO at home, like I had my phone and stuff, and it was funny. Alice was texting me, and we were arguing about the matrix sequels as i watch, as like you know i'm oh, yeah. 15 minutes into the sequel she's like oh god no 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 <laughs> here's the last thing i'll say but i have so much more to say so we were we were debating about the the sequels in their place it's just so it it, it it's hard to watch you can't watch this in, movie in a vacuum obviously like and it, it was impressive to me that they they kept everything in terms of continuity wise they didn't throw anything out which uh I, I I kind of was thinking they might manipulate it into a different. I don't know. Like it, it, it was really entertaining. It was really. I mean, there's a lot of satisfaction in in watching it. Like I I really liked the things that they adapted and the things that they called back to and the, the like. So it's 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 a best movie ever for me <laughs> on the scale of worst movie ever to just a movie to best movie ever thank you weekly planet for that thing i'm stealing um <laughs> so just real quick plot summary neo's back somehow he's back he's he's reintegrated into a seeming matrix and they rebuilt him it's literally a resurrect they had they made a resurrection pod and they brought him and trinity back to life and used them as the basis for this new matrix that's based on manipulating feelings. <laughs> I think I, well, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I feel like I, there were parts of me that at one point I almost turned the subtitles on because some of the lines I, were spit out so quickly. I and I was to, like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to watch this again. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get all that stuff later. I'll dig deeper later. Um, but that, that was kind of the thing that like, you know, that I was really happy about that. They kind of added a new, a new layer and something that was kind of more, more current. I feel like when the first one came out, like it was technology was kind of on the rise in that sense, you know, of like, Oh, you know, like this technology is going to take over your life. And now we're like, well past that. We're like, technology. Right. it was very much the introduction of what the internet was to become. It was very yeah. much at the nexus of that point. And now yeah. the, the internet and smartphones and social media and the way the, these kind of like 
what, what do they call it? Like idea maps, the idea of like the different kind of way information moves and is structured to manipulate it to you to sell, to buy things or those kinds of things like that. The commentary on what the digital age is now is so much more about what's true, what's false. It was like a very direct response to like how information travels, how we interact with each other online, but also the, um, the, the critical reception of the matrix. There's so much about in, in this movie, they're talking about how, it meant so like uh, the uh, um, bugs, bugs, bunny, that character, she puts it to Neo is like, your story meant so much to me. And it was used to manipulate and control people when it, it, it yours was supposed to be a testament of freedom. And in, in many ways, the whole like get red pilled or blue pilled or whatever that like the way con- conservatives have like, co-opted that terminology and like that whole commentary i thought was really interesting and like there's not there's not less to comment on now there's more and i i think is it lana who did it is it lana yeah yeah i i i think she addresses like all of it like i think it's a very good critique though i don't know if it's if it's suggesting anything more creative than find your person and 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 escape the mate I, I don't know like i i think there's a commentary going on i'm not sure what the end result of that commentary was but um anyway he has like there's a new architect he's called the analyst and it's it's uh doogie hauser <laughs> and he's killing it like i it, i that was incredible i was i was so pleased with that like that turn and him kind of manipulating things sorry i, I try to do do like a really quick summary of the plot there's a new matrix. It was designed by this guy, the analyst, who kind of masquerades as Neo's uh, therapist. And Neo, within this new matrix, is the designer, the architect of a video game series called The Matrix. There's three parts. It's exactly what we saw in the previous movies. And he feels like he's in a rut. So he has an early mod of that game. They call it a model or a module or whatever. And within that, he creates a... a, a combination of morpheus and smith that's sentient and leaves it in the matrix and it bounces him around and somebody pulls him out of the matrix and and morpheus ends up getting neo out in the same way but it's one neo created this time is that like the the amount of meta i mean the opening sequence is is the trinity scenes from the first one with bugs who is our our new pov character and and she's interacting with those sequences because it's this old version of the the matrix game so come to find out like the the way they're integrated into the system this new matrix is kind of based on the output of kian or of neo and trinity their energy for some reason is is the basis for the new way of get it, it reminded me of a monsters inc when they discover that it's not fear that's really powerful it's laughter I feel like that's how they like these guys produce more when they're anxious and they're frustrated. Yeah. Um, so it's all about Neo trying to get Trinity out this time. And it's, that's a very bare bones <laughs> just, just like summary. There's so much that happens in this movie. Yeah. Where do you, where do you want to start? And I know you probably have more organized thoughts about this than I do. I have notes, but not necessarily. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out, and this is kind of not really matrix. Well, it is matrix related. 
But um, in uh, my film score analysis class, we watched the opening of Vertigo. Which oh, I don't yeah. Know if you've ever seen that. But yeah, like that's like the opening scene of The Matrix, the rooftop chase is totally like, you know, inspired by, by uh, Vertigo. Opening oh, Vertigo. shit. I never made that connection. That's awesome. That's yeah, like, really I, was cool. talking, I was like, oh, my God, this looks so familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't we're know. trying to we're, we're having the car ride like it's like we went to the theater and we're trying to figure right. out where to start but also make content so yeah i mean i again like i, I i've said I've, I've always been a fan of like their love story and i think i think the idea of like first of all i think it makes it very uh you know operatic you know it's like it, it definitely has this uh, you know, this Wagnerian type vibe of like, oh, here are these two lovers who want to be together and they can't. They're, you know, the whole point is for them to be destined to not be able to be together or, you know, Shakespearean and, you know, all of those types of stories where it's like, um, I mean, even even in the comics, when we get the uh, 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 One More Day, you know, the whole the whole thing with uh, with Mephisto, you know, telling telling Peter that it's just like, there's, you know, there's, going to be this small part of you that knows you're supposed to be with her and is going to be like, you know, crying out in, a- in agony. And that's like what I'm going to feed off of basically, you know? So it's not necessarily like, Oh, I want, you know, your soul, like come, come suffer in hell. It's like, I want you to suffer in the real world because even though, you know, like when they kind of retconned their marriage, you know, that, that idea that there's, you know, again, this little splinter in your mind, like, Oh, we're supposed to be together. And it's like, you know, some, it will never be right because of that. Um, so I, I, I like that idea that it's, you know, that they're, you know, it doesn't have to be this aspect of like, you know, eternal damnation, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's, it's human suffering. It's that human, you know, that, that longing that, so I, yeah, I like that they, and I, I feel like they also did the kind of 2.0 aspect where it's like, you know, Smith talking about with the other one, like, oh, humans are divide are defined by their suffering. And that, you know, with this one, it kind of takes it. I mean, it's, it's still a similar idea, but it takes it to that, that next level, you know, of like, you know, um, it's almost like a giving them enough rope to hang themselves kind of thing, you know, like, like, you know, we were, we were trying to keep the humans locked in when all we have to do is, you know, allow, allow them to have more room to create more suffering for themselves, you know, that time. Right. which I guess, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a similar point, but it's like kind of re repackaged and, and newly made, uh, relevant for this age. Um, I also like the idea too, when, when the, uh, the analyst is talking about, you know, the idea of, of feelings and kind of talking about feelings being this determining factor, like in a disgusting sort of way. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, like he's, he's the robot. He's the bad guy talking about the fact that like feelings are a weakness, you know? And it's, it's, it's interesting too, because I remember like when, when Smith talks about humans being a virus, like being very on board with Smith at that point, it's like, yeah, like humans are terrible, you know? Um, so it's like, I don't know, you know, if they were trying to, um, you know, and, and that, I've also seen that as a very, like, you know, uh, that comes out in Joss Whedon stuff a lot of the time where it's like humans are flawed. Like that's their point is to be like terrible, but to try to be better, you know, like, um, whereas like, you know, with this, there's this sense of like, yeah, humans are, are terrible and yeah, they just suck because they're terrible, <laughs> you know, like, right. And, and the um, machines don't need us to be good. They just need us to produce power. Right. And that's, right. that's the other thing is like, we don't need you to be happy. We just need you to yeah. do what humans do. And that, that's, that was the problem. It was another level of like, well, if we keep them content rather yeah. than over the moon, happy, 
then they'll stay. But no, like if you put them in a position to make themselves miserable, we're good at that. We're, we're yeah. great at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's part of it too, is like, yeah, when they talk about the, the, you know, the matrix of the first trilogy, you know, humans being defined by their suffering. And it's like, so with this version, it's like, oh, we kind of, you know, don't really make them suffer. We allow them to let themselves suffer. And yeah, that there's this sense of, you know, I, I guess as the viewer looking at the older matrix and being like, yeah, that's way worse because that really was a prison where this is kind of like, well, you're allowed to kind of live out and do what you want. You know, it's almost like an optimistic, you know, better, better option, you know, but it's still, it's still a prison, you know, it's still like, you know, yeah, you're being used as a battery. Yeah. So I like that they, that they find, found a new way to kind of like say kind of the same thing, but still make it relevant to to today you know. so we're gonna talk about smith like agnosium because i think mm-hmm. smith might be my favorite character in this whole movie franchise i think i think i've finally landed on that <laughs> um i alice and i had a um, a marathon recently where we oh. watched all of them and i'm she always makes reference to the it's the smell if there is such a thing the idea that yeah. um and the i had asked alice or I, I'd post the question this way. I know why they recast Smith. I understand why it had to be that guy. But why is it not Hugo Weaving? Because I mean, did he like, did he want to do it? Like I feel like maybe that's not. I you know I don't know. Like, like, happened, I, like, yeah, I haven't seen him in much recently, so he might not be doing anything. Or yeah. I I don't know. I, I I know that they like the reason they cast what is his name Jonathan. Groff is his name, Jonathan Groff. I always call him Colin Hanks in my head because they look very similar in my head. Um, I know they cast that guy to look non-threatening and non-sequitur in the trailers, but then they had a trailer where they were like, hey, this one's Smith. Right. And like, it, it's such, there's a reason. Like, it's because they, they're they different. So, sorry, uh, peeling up back to what you were saying about the Smith interaction versus the art, the uh, the new analyst's interaction when he's talking about the smell the first thing that we see smith doing is smoking and my first thought was he found a way to deal with the smell that's why he's happy here he can smoke he doesn't have to smell the humans and i i think jonathan puts it just an outstanding performance like in the same way the guy that they got to play bane in uh, uh reloaded and revolutions he was doing a really good hugo weaving impression <laughs> this one you could see underneath there was like more of a subtlety to that yeah they punched a bit and they were mates tim smith i i wrote this down as it was they were setting us up if smith and neo team up so help me god <laughs> <laughs> they don't quite but they do um sorry i i feel like you're wanting to talk philosophically i'm wanting to talk like specific seeds it's all going to be great in the in the edit <laughs> but um the other thing about like the feelings versus facts thing, right? Like that's a very on the nose, like mm-hmm. political sphere right now is, is very much feelings versus facts. How do we inform? How do we make decisions? How do we choose our own matrices, right? The, the bubbles that we fall in or that we erect and orchestrate and dis- staunchly defense. Cause we don't want to see anybody else's point of view. Um, yeah. It, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it bears comparison. Like it's constantly telling you, look at the old matrix, look at this one, look at the, and I, I think a great encapsulation of kind of like the treadmill, like that treadmill idea of putting you in a box and just letting you do your thing. 
like that sequence, that montage of Keanu kind of like working on the Matrix sequel. And that's the thing. This is, it gets meta real quick because he has to go in and make Matrix for the video game. And they sit around the boardroom with a bunch of millennial douchebags, much like myself, and they're kicking around. How do you do it? What's important? Do we do more than bullet time? Do we do like it, it has all of that? But as they're going in through that sequence, that's just over and over with the White Rabbit song. Um, what what is that song called? White Rabbit. Is it the White? Is it White Rabbit by yeah. Jefferson Starship at that point or Airplane? It was Airplane. Airplane. Pretty sure they're Airplane. Gotcha. Before they moved to like moving city in the sky. <laughs> right. Um, was that you? I said too. Like, where if they if they were still around, they would be called Jefferson Smartphone. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, just that cycle was really interesting to show. Kind of like, okay, this this is very much the technical age. You get up, you shower, you eat, you come, and it was great. I loved all the reference. Like he's eating the steak. In the same mm-hmm. way Cypher was, yep. like there, there's all these there's there's definite callbacks. Um, I still know Kung Fu. I thought that was pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like just here is how the world is now, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Like I don't know if it's just like I I am aware that it sucks and it's not news to me. And that's the other thing, like you said, tempering that idea of like is it a new commentary being made? Is it a new concept? Not really. You're playing in the same sandbox. The stands just changed. I had seen a thing where, um, I think it was an interview with Lana, where she was talking about how there is a scene, you know, how people come up to her and be like, oh, the Matrix is about this, and the Matrix is this, and the Matrix is this, and how that scene was kind of inspired by that, like to kind of, you know, be like, oh, everyone has their interpretation of like what the Matrix is, you know, which like it was interesting too, because she didn't really go into detail as far as like, you know, well, you know, how do you feel about that, that people have their own interpretation? Like, and I think for me, like, the way I chose to come away from that is the idea that it's not supposed to be about one thing, you know, it's supposed to be whatever, whatever is keeping you imprisoned, you know, is kind right. of your matrix, you know? So it's like, everyone is right, but nobody's right, you know? Kind of thing. But yeah, so it was interesting to kind of, you know, see that that was a part of it kind of worked its way into it too, where it's like, everyone kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, this is what the matrix is about. You know? So, you know, and I feel like that was probably me when I was younger, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, like, you know, the idea of, you know, like, like a religion kind of taking it as fact, like, like Will Arnett and Parks and Rec, you know, he's like, you know, that movie, the matrix is 99% real. Right. right, right. (laughs) Um, You know, and that's, and that's, I feel like that, that sort of belief system is, is another matrix, you know, like believing that, Oh yeah, we're in this simulation. I think because also it it stops us from looking deeper. Number one, number two, it's like if we really are in a computer simulation, like how the fuck are we supposed to get out? You know. Whereas you know, if we look at it metaphorically and see the matrices that we are stuck in, that are just parts of our daily lives, like we do have control over that. We can wake up out of those and and you know create a new program for ourselves. You know, and that's why like actually one of the things that um, I don't want to say disappointed me, I'll say bothered me, I guess. Um, is that they changed Morpheus's line where he says, no one can be told what the matrix is. The original line is you have to see it for yourself, which was for me, one of those impactful lines where it's like, yeah, again, like it's not that what the matrix is for me is what it is for you. And I'm going to tell you what the matrix is. Like you have to discover. So that in this one, he says, you have to see it to believe it. And I'm like, what, like, was that like intentional to like change it, you know, in, 
into a new way, like the, that line, I mean, maybe, maybe I, I'll sit with it longer and that line will have more impact for something, but it was just, it was just odd that they were doing so many references to the originals. And that that was like a, a different second part of that one, which I feel like, yeah, like right. didn't have the same impact. Like, you know, um, that, that's something maybe... I want to, I want to rewatch with more of an eye towards this Morpheus and Smith. Because that they they kind of it's almost a throwaway line where I took the two I took elements from the two things that helped break me out Morpheus and Smith and mm-hmm. made this Morpheus. So I'm wondering if that is a Smithism or what what I could also see it being something where Lana was like I had written it this way and then they made me change it and I'm yeah. rewriting like that's another thing that I, I would be interested to see kind of there's a lot of like fuck the WB in this a little bit, like not even a little, like they have a whole boardroom of what, like everybody has an opinion about what the fourth of these films should be yeah. like. And I, that, that was also, I'm interested to see kind of, cause they kind of set it up for sequels into the mm-hmm. ether. Like they set up a new team. We've got uh digi digi Morpheus who can go in, like he's a program that can go in and out of the matrix. and has a physical form with these like nanobots thing. That's pretty rad. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, a cool. I I really liked kind of how the more diverse machine life we got. Kind of like that hawk dude who had uh, Sati or her programmic consciousness within it. Like mm-hmm. kind of looked like a hawk manatee thing, and like the little twig guy. <laughs> like a little. He had a really funny like like reaction to a line. I thought was great. He didn't say anything the rest of the movie. I I really liked yeah. that kind of diversity of it. Mm-hmm. of the design and i liked kind of that the new ships kind of have sentinel tentacle interactions and yeah. I, it it made it made the end of three sit a little bit better with me when they talk about the symbolic gesture of the sacrifice of neo and trinity resonated not just with humanity but with the machine world and that dynamic causing them to go to civil war and ruining and destroying Zion. And now this new kind of regime coming out of the ashes based on this new matrix with a different way of interacting with it. And I, I, I was, I was satisfied with the way they extended the world in a way that I wasn't in revolutions. Mm -hmm. I really like reloaded. I I have said in the past, it's it's bloated. I think it's exhibition or, exposition heavy and action heavy love the action i could take a little bit less of the architect and they and that's the other thing i they did a lot of like hey you didn't like this well this is they it's an improved it's it's all of the things that you hate about the old ios on your phone that they they update (laughs) but also it drains the power more so now that's why the civil war started too so there's i i was i was really satisfied kind of satisfied with the world building like resurrection machine i guess it makes sense like how do machines deal with a problem like a broken machine Hmm. well you put it back together and it took them time and that's why they don't look to have aged any more than like 20 years Hmm. like it's and i like that they play with that time thing i also like they don't have to do a whole bunch of retconning like re rearranging the events of the previous ones to make the new one fit like that was also satisfying because at the end of this one i was like Oh, they could go any. I mean, even the Merovingian has that line. I love the Merovingian in this, but I needed, I turned the caption on too late 
because he says so much. He's just very garbled. He, he looks nothing like his former self. He's like this uh, Ben Gunn, like Treasure Island, uh, marooned uh, <laughs> vagabond. And he's just so irritated about the state of things. He's so mad. And he's kind of, he's like nostalgic for the old form. He's like, why are we on our phones? There was art, there was music, there was things to delight in. So it's really funny that like he's a program that no longer works on the new software. Like I like that too. But again, they, they've kind of set it up that it could go in any direction. We could follow Bugs and her adventures. We could follow, I mean, with that team, with Morpheus, either Neo or Trinity can in, interact with it or they could be in the, the background. Like there's there's a whole bunch of potential now. And I'm just now realizing as I say that, that something that really frustrated me with the end of Revolutions was that it was over. Like there, there, was, there was no, here's the end, deal with it. And it didn't e- e- explain enough or, 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 or satisfy me. And I was like, well, now I can't play in this world anymore because like they were on the break of war and where'd it go? I love Niobe. I love that she came back. I, that, that was a really cool characterization of her. Yeah, it was also cool that they made her like kind of an asshole, but it was yeah. like, you know, you could kind of see, you know, where where that where that came from, you know, and like so it was at least, you know, especially with like Morpheus just, you know, being all about the one all the time and it's like, you know, and then him dying, it's like, okay, like we kind of put all this all this stock in him and now he's not here anymore. And, you know, and the fact that she just, like, wouldn't accept that, like, yeah, we have peace now. You know, it's like, oh, I kept having this dream. And it's just like, yeah, like, sounds sounds like you need therapy. Like, you know, like, that you can't accept, you know, what happened. Like, you're kind of stuck, you know, and, and that she's kind of just still stuck in that, you know. And, uh, it's also hard. Like, Dio had God power. Like, literally. So, and she didn't see any of that in person. She heard about it secondhand, right? right? Like, so for her, it's like, the magic white dude came and fixed everything and I'm supposed to yes. just sleep. Like I totally understand the characterization. Like I, I, I understand it so much. And I love what she talked about with the war. She talked about the matrix feeding so much information and it being so loud and cacophonous yeah. and the idea that war had the same effect. And I thought that was really kind of an interesting comment on it too, that it was just like, that's kind of how it felt is like, or it would have felt. I think that, that, my disconnect from kind of the Zion war in the real world, that whole thing, it was a pacing issue and a writing issue, but I think it was also that it was so prevalent and so, so much, it was happening. So, and it was so much a part of those characters lives that when I was introduced to it, like Neo, I had no concept for it. And I didn't, I don't feel like it, it, it was like zero. And then it was like, Oh, this war has been going on for ages. And this is the way it's fought now in person. So like I that it was great to have Niobe as a a I don't know I, just, I I really identified with her character because I feel like my frustration with the war and the arbitrary nature of the ending was mirrored in Niobe's character and she had to find a way to get make peace with it and make better and she did you know and and she's a hard ass and she took more influence from the 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 other guy rather than from Morpheus in terms of how yeah. she manages things. And I mean, wartime governorship versus peacetime. I mean, that's obviously a change, but it, I, I thought it was really cool. And she, she really doesn't do a whole lot in the previous films. Really. I, I don't think we see her do too much Kung Fu in, in the first two. 
she's a pilot, yeah, right? That that's yeah. the big thing is that she's a kick ass pilot. Also, we see more of her in the uh, the Enter the Matrix video game. Okay, gotcha. Her and, her and Ghost, like her her. Oh you know, right, character. right. They yeah, they are much more like the central part of that game. Um, so you definitely get their stories fleshed out in there. Gotcha. I like New Morpheus. Like yeah. as hard as it is to see somebody else call themselves Morpheus, like I. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of, he has the pet, he's got the construct, he's got like a bar and stuff, and like, he goes to play, he's gonna do the kung fu, he's wearing this like flowy, blousey robe, he's like, really kind of owning it in a way that Morpheus never seemed to, I love that about it. Yeah, I love that it was, it was definitely, like, it wasn't the same Morpheus just in a new body, like, it was a different person, like, someone who, who hadn't lived with all the baggage of Morpheus, you know, and, you know, was kind of like, oh, hey, like, here's the one right here. Like Morpheus spent his life looking for the one, like he's, he's here. So I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I'm done. You know, like right. <laughs> I like that their fight was a lot more visceral in this one. Like a lot, mm. like, you know, the, the original one. And I find myself kind of like noticing that with a lot of the, the action stuff. I don't know if a lot of it was, you know, you know, with Keanu Reeves getting older. I mean, obviously he can still do a bunch of stuff because of John Wick, you know, but like, I feel like there was much less focus on the idea of like, oh, here's a regular ass guy. And all of a sudden he can do Kung Fu. You know, like I remember that like blowing my mind, like seeing when they do have that sparring match and it's like, all of a sudden they can both just do all this Kung Fu. And it was like, oh, it was was a ballet and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And this, I feel like, yeah, it was much more just like, like, I'm going to beat this out of you, you know, like you've got to, you know, and, and, you know, the fact that he was like, no, I'm not going to fight, you know, as opposed to like playing along and kind of having, fun with this new world it's just like no like this this sucks i'm too old for this you know like, right and uh, i like that they kind of brought his power to kind of be like oh like that's his thing like he can like push stuff like you know yeah. and like that's oh that's the same you know power he used to stop bullets it wasn't He's just creating like, barriers rather yeah than... and like it, it it took on i feel like it took on more of a physical form you know like that one point where i feel oh i think it's when smith like hits him with the, the the bathroom sink and you can see that there's like an yep. egg around him, yep. you know, and that it falls around. So it's not just like, like, Oh yeah, I can just halt bullets. It's like him creating this like protective force field thing. So I thought, thought that was kind of cool. And, and how he kind of like took ownership of that. And when him and Trinity are on the motorcycle, and he's like using it to push people away and to like smash the car so they can go over it. And, it's so cool that they we we got a, a chase sequence that was very different from anything we saw before. But also, like, it, there's so many echoes, like, yeah. with with the the opening sequence with Morpheus trying to recruit him once and it not working, and then they have to re relocate. And he's talking about setting, setting, setting. I got it. I understand. It was the wrong setting. Like, I I love that kind of that that reference. The 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 fight between him and Morpheus the 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 chase on the motorcycle with the chase from reloaded but also the smith fight is similar to the first smith's fight at the, yeah. the climax of the so but like there's some sequences in that he's moving stuff when they jump over the one the, they use the one crushed car as a oh. ramp mm-hmm. just mwah, some gorgeous rendering and it is and it was dark yeah it was like lit very darkly which i i never really thought about lighting in terms of those films. I felt like everything that happened, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was through that green filter, but it was like bright this time. I don't know. It it felt really real. It felt like practical in terms of how it was lit and how those 
Yeah, his his power was an interesting. Is he, he couldn't fly? I love that Trinity just is holding. He's dangling in front of the fucking helicopter. Like I, I love that turn. I guess he can fly. Like, yeah, but again, it was one of those things where he needed Trinity to be to believe it. You know, like yeah. that. That was the catalyst for it. And I like that in that last interaction, he's in the background. He's just he's yeah. he, petting uh, Deja. The cat's name is Deja Vu, Tim. <laughs> the 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 like why did uh, it take so long for that to be the thing you know i i i don't know that i've even heard of fans of the movie calling their like naming their cat deja vu as a react like i love that little note like mm-hmm. and it was at the end it was at the end of a long line of like okay i get the jokes that you're making and then deja vu it's like Mm-hmm. Okay, I liked that one. <laughs> and I like that one a lot. And he comes back. I like that Deja Vu keeps coming back. Pun. That's great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's so good. And Keanu's pet. But he takes a back seat and Trinity's driving. Trinity's yeah. in charge. And she beats the shit out of um why I keep thinking Doogie. What is his name? The analyst. The analyst. Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. He has done so much more since Doogie Howser. I've never seen an episode of that show, but I always call him that. I, I love that show. Kick, <laughs> kicks her his jaw off, slices yeah. his face. Like, it was just so visceral. Like, yeah, yeah, get him in. Like, and he was, why did, the, why was the machine a misogynist? Like, why? <laughs> yeah. we talk about can't you control her women used to be so easy to control it's like it, it was it was very visceral i really appreciated yeah. that like this dude is the the architect the analyst of the patriarchy in the matrix and fuck him like that was outstanding yeah yeah i thought that was like it was i mean it was very heavy-handed but i was just like yeah like i mean like I kind of saw that going into it because in the trailers, like we don't know that she's like married and has kids. But as soon as that right. part came up, I was just like, Oh, like, you know, and when she starts talking about that idea, like, Oh, I never thought I was going to have kids and it just happened. And it's just like, Oh man, like how many people is that just like the story, you know, that's just right. what we do, you know? So I thought that was, that was a great like angle to play up with that. Um, that's, that's probably one of the first things I'm going to tell Krista about, you know, with, with, uh, you know, after, when I didn't tell her about this and, you know, that they, you know, yeah, they kind of uh, deal with that aspect of like, oh yeah, you know, Trinity has a husband and kids, you know, which is like, you know, that not, not that it has to be like, oh, if you choose to have a husband and kids, like that's stupid, but like, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants it, but like, you know, how many people just fall into it because it's like, that's what the program, you know? Right. Um, so I, I thought that, that was obvious. The, the, the idea that they had to surround her with a family, with all of these little reminders, like, yeah. this is real, this is real, this is significant, this is important. Like, the second you see the husband show up, and then and then there's a daughter, and then there's a son, and then there's the thing. Like, it, it just seemed like, oh, they're prepared. They understand this is the right. amount of distraction you need for Trinity. And yeah. I, I thought that was really, really interesting and, and really, really appropriate. I felt like that that's the way... I don't know that you make Trinity happy in the major. You mm-hmm. can make her busy, right. which is what she was. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I love that too, that like when she like, one of the blows when she like kicked him into the wall was like, that's for using kids. You know, so it's not just like, oh, she just hates kids. and doesn't, you know, but it's just like, 
like, yeah, like that's fucked up that you did that, you know? And, you know, it's like, it's one thing to kind of manipulate me, but to manipulate kids. And now, you know, those kids, are those like real kids or are they programs? Are they I, I couldn't tell. I, yeah. Like as, as they were, he was, the husband was pulling her away. I got the sense that they were programs or at least oh, he yeah. was, but yeah, I liked that she was like, fuck you for using kids. And that's the thing. Like, they have gotten really good at manipulating humanity in this Matrix. And they, they don't even, they wouldn't, th- why would they think of any uh, second thought, give it a, th- a second thought? They would just use the tools that they know get human. Okay, give her, give her a wife, give her kids, give her more, just give her student loan debt. She'll be right. stuck there until she's done giving us energy. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, a part of me is a little, it was a little twee, a little corny that she's like, in in the pod reaching out as he's leaving but it's also like no i want that i want it to be that visceral that that their connection to be so strong it doesn't matter what gelatinous goo you put them in like they, they're gonna want to reach out for each other i really liked that I, I as cool as it was in the trailer to see him move that missile into the other helicopter it was so sad to see it in the, in the movie because it was like that was the culmination of that fight yeah, and you are you knew oh okay he's he just move it around like it was yeah. it was so cool in the trailer but it, it kind of lost that moment in yeah not that there weren't other cool spectacular like helicopter battle imagery but mm-hmm. that one was a little little less cool because we had seen it already I really like this this characterization of Smith too like I I, I hate this guy's face but that's the point and he. He's good. Like he, he he's doing a very kind of almost a micro impression. There's a little inflection to the way he's delivering things. The dude can fight though, dude. Like mm-hmm. that the, the kung fu, like the the big Merovingian fight in that kind of warehouse was cool. You see a bit, but then when they break down into the subway level and basically just get get to have their end fight again, yeah. it was just so satisfying to see that play out and how they talk to each other and relate to each other. And it, that dynamic has changed so much. And I love that Smith is out in the world again. I, he's like, you might be the one, but I've always been nobody. Yeah. Like what? A, I, I, that, that was really satisfying. I love kind of the play on like they fought and they fought and they did kind of the similar moves with like the, uh, um, multiple, like punching so fast. It looks like you have like oh, yeah. eight arms mm-hmm. and then, kind of neo turning on his head he's like I, I don't know that they added a whole bunch in terms of what that fight looked like it, but it was just as brutal i felt like keanu was just a little slower to get up each time because not a, a young guy anymore but like it, it was just as visceral just as cool and then the little things that they did the little flourishes that they did where it seemed like uh neo remembered them fighting like this before and them kind of matching up and hitting each other and kind of like anticipating and then they have to improvise and do like when he does that cool like crab like that spider-man walk up the side of the wall twists and punches him across the it's just it's really really cool choreography and it didn't feel i mean i just watched the the three films in the last week and a half or so and it didn't even though it was directly referencing those scenes it didn't feel like same shit different day it it really did give those fights more and that's the other thing is like it's a different guy he's he's trading blows with jonathan not hugo right so they recaptured that choreography and the brutality of that fight and the speed of that fight with a guy 20 years older and a new guy 
Right. That's yeah. I didn't. I, that just blew my mind thinking about it right now. It's like they were able to recapture that immediacy and 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 the the ferocity of that fight. That was a cool fight when when like it that that was really cool to see. There's just so much that happened, man. There's like it's a huge film, like two and a half hours. It it, it was one of those things where like I was break. I it paused and was going to do stuff, but it didn't feel like a slog. It was great pacing. Like I. And again, I, I feel like there are certain like hokey matrix tech things that they kind of use to explain away things, but it's okay. I'm I'm at peace with it now. Like I, I feel like and I, I love there was a little bit of commentary where they go to IO and they're talking about the um uh humidity, like the the rain, the water functionality. And the first person that Keanu asked or Neo asks about it is like, I don't know how it works, who knows? And then the other guy's like, no, I actually know how this works. It's really cool and it's science. So it was like a really cool reference of like, we have these machines, they turn on, we don't know what they do, but we always wanted to know. Like, I, I love that they had that little, little flourish of we've been, I, Lana's been listening to fans of this series for 20 years and every little nitpick and every little, like, I feel like it, Rather than taking all that as like, no, I'll just make the film that you guys want. I felt like it was those little nods and those little Easter eggs were, I hear you. I appreciate you. Here's you within this movie. Let, let's go on the ride together. And I, 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 I love those little things that at their best, that's what Easter eggs and fan service should do yeah. is to make you feel seen and not pandered to. And I think that that's a great encapsulation of what this film did. It, it, it acknowledged and, and told the fans, we see you, and it, it, it did its own thing, too. Sorry, I've been talking a lot. This is, like, how are, how are you feeling, man? Because I'm getting very little reaction from you. Like, it, it's, well, it's, I, like, that's why I said earlier, like, I feel, like, kind of at peace with it. Like, I, when okay. I watched it, like, keep in mind, too, this is the first, like, movie New that movie? I wanted to see that I've watched in, like, weeks, you know, because I, I still haven't seen, like, you know, as far back as Black Widow and all that stuff, I haven't watched any Christmas movies yet. So it's like, you know, okay, I'm going to get to to watch a movie, and you know, so it was it was really cool, but it was also like, I don't know, I I, I think I think that's part of it too, is that it's not meant to be the. I think I said this before, like the the, the mind blowing that like the first one has been. Like this is kind of like it's definitely more mature, you know, Matrix, and you know, and that it's like you know, Neo and Trinity aren't like they're not like playing superheroes anymore, you know, I mean, they kind of are, but like, it's, it's a more like, at least with the end of the first matrix, you know, when Neo kind of like flies off and it's like, that's cool. You can fly, but like, how are you going to save the world just because you can fly? You know, like this is so much bigger than that. And I feel like, you know, they did, that's one of the things I did like really well, a lot about the the sequels is that they found a way, you know, to first of all, build him up and then tear him down and then still found a way to, to get him to save the world, you know, like, which, you know, that's part of it is like, you know, it's almost, it almost would have been better. Like a lot of people said, not have the sequels. And then you get to imagine how he saves the world, but it's like, that, that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. He can't just like fly around the matrix, like waking up every person until they all pop out. And then it's like, okay, what do we do with all those people? You know? Um, so that idea of like, you know, and, and, and I think that's what I've really liked about the sequels too. And, and including this one is it's like, you know, seeing kind of the trajectory of my own life, you know, like when you're, you know, young and people start kind of telling you you're good at something and you start believing them, but then that only kind of takes things so far, you know, like you can't just 
live on like, Oh, well I'm, I'm, I'm a talented musician or whatever. It's just like, like, yeah, like that, just, just saying that isn't good to anybody. You know, it's about like, well, what are you, what are you doing with that talent? You know? And it's like, like, Oh, like, you know, you get out of college and you have this degree and it's like, I was always told like, Oh yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're good at music. You can do this thing. You've got, you went to school, like, like, you know, like they said, and now, now what, you know, like now what? So, yeah. So, so I've, I've definitely been, been there, been Neo and, and, you know, um, reloaded, you know, and to sort of come, you know, come back to this point of like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, he saved the world, you know, all the good it did him, you know, but, you know, but now it's like, okay, if is there, is there something after that, like after that sacrifice, you know, after that, you know, and, and, and it's like, yeah, it did, it did help, but it's not like everything is great, you know? So I, I do like that they reopen the door for that, that there's still room for improvement, you know, that they can maybe, maybe they can do this time. Uh, maybe it's because it's the two of them working together, you know? Oh, also one of the things I wanted to mention too, is I thought it was really cool. How many of uh, the people from Sense8 showed up in this? Oh, I don't think I clocked anybody. <laughs> like it's been so oh, long since I watched that show. That show is incredible. I love that yeah. show so much. I just, it's been years since I've thought about that cat. Yeah. So I think there were, there were at least three um, and Christina Ricci. Like that was, I thought that was kind of funny. Like her popping in there, like, Oh, okay. What's, what's she doing? And then that was that one scene. That was it. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, I I thought it was interesting too, that it was like, I don't know, I guess I wasn't expecting a twist. And that's why the twist of the analyst being the actual villain was so surprising. You know, it's just kind of more like, whatever, I'm along for the ride. And it wasn't like they kind of, you know, they kind of let you make your own assumptions like, oh, well, Smith is in here and the machines are here and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, you kind of knew something wasn't right with him because his blue glasses and all this stuff. But it's like, oh, okay, like, he's actually the mastermind. Like, okay. I I like the idea of, yeah, the villain being smart, you know, and it's it's, it's kind of very much like a Lex Luthor Superman thing. It's like, yeah, that's cool that you're super strong and can fly and can punch stuff. But if this guy is smart enough to trick everybody into voting for him for president, like, what are you going to do about that? You know, like he's the fucking president now. Good luck. You know, like, right. so I, I like that, that idea of, you know, not that, I mean, I don't like the idea of kind of vilifying in, intelligence in that sense that it's like, oh, it's the, the tough guy with the superpowers. Who's the good guy. And it's the smart guy. Who's the villain, you know? Um, but, but I don't know. I feel like I, I like the idea that you can do way more damage with, you know, being smart and being able to manipulate people than just being able to punch people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. Cause I definitely feel like the analyst is a direct response to the architect. I, he's just as smart. That's the thing. I feel like as these machines are more enmeshed with human society and become more human, like they become better at manipulating humans. Like, I feel like that's what the analyst is, is, He's he's smart at, as the architect was, but the architect was like pretentious and so over it. And he's like, why do I have to explain that you're a remainder? I just, I'm going to kill all of humanity. You're going to select just, he was so over it. And the, the, the language he uses is just like, just berating how stupid you tiny little organisms are. And the fact that the, the analyst saw that is like, no. There's room to play here. And he's so much more sinister for that. So, like, the idea of the different kind of intelligence, right? Like, the idea of, like, there's a pretension and and a, an aesthetic distance 
that's separating you from this work and this manipulation. And that fails for one reason. And then getting enmeshed in humanity and responding in a way, there's a smugness that's different about how the architect or the, the, the analyst versus the architect, the smugness is very human. The way he approaches problems as like, Oh, this will be fun. He seems to be like enjoying it much more than the architect. And I like that too. I, I don't know that I've ever thought of Lex Luthor being intelligent as like vilifying intelligence. I don't know that I've ever thought about it that way, which I I don't meant to do that across the board, but you know, like, right. I, I don't think that that's a bad take. I think that's actually, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Like that whole like liberal elitism thing. Hmm. Like it's when, well, Superman's dumb. He's from Kansas, <laughs> you okay. know, like it, it, when, when they're looking at it, like uh, dumb, good, smart, bad. Like if you're looking yeah. at it at that level, which is elitist. And like, obviously like I, I don't have a problem being elitist. I don't think there's anything endearing about not being intelligent, um, <laughs> willfully not being intelligent. That's a whole. Anyway, <laughs> I just just an interesting. I never, I never really thought about that. It's like I, I always saw. Okay, when a brilliant mind turns to evil, it's because they're try. Like, it's because they're going after their passions. It's not because they're going for intelligence for intelligence sake. Though right. Reed Richards kind of plays that line between the de- the dick and the savior. Like, <laughs> but as as an interesting take, I never. Never really put those two together. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, yeah, there are plenty that are on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, but then again, I feel like, yeah, like, like Reed Richards, or I feel like the same thing has happened with Tony Stark too. Like their intelligence will get them into trouble because they kind of cross those ethical lines for the sake right. of like exploring, you know, and like, um, you know, so that's, that's part of it too, is like, you know, being, I guess, quote unquote, too smart for your own good, um, which I don't, you know, again, I don't think it's like, I don't think that's the idea. Like, I think it's, yeah, it is, I guess it, yeah, it comes back to the power and responsibility. Like just because you have the intelligence to make some machine that's going to do this stuff doesn't mean you should, you know, like, is that going to help the world or is it going to be, you know, terrible? And like, I think, you know, I think that's, that's been a metaphor of plenty of things that have happened in our actual history. You know? And yeah, and I, I'm definitely not the type of person to say like, Oh, we need to place limits on you know technology or what people can try to do. Um, because I think that, you know, that is how advances happen, you know, and maybe that's part of the the point too, because I feel like there was this really cool graying of the idea of choice in this film, you know, like in the, the marketing, it's so much about choice, but it's also like, well, yeah, we had choice kind of hammered in for the first three films, but then with this one, it's more like, well, there isn't really a choice because you know what you're going to do, you know? And it's like that idea of, um, you know, like, like even choice being an illusion, um, which I thought was really, uh, you know, a kind of nice uh, splinter to throw into our mind too, you know, like that idea that, you know, giving, and, you know, they talk about this in the others too, giving humans the illusion of choice is part of that control, you know, like even if they're only aware on a near subconscious level, like, you know, they have the option of leaving the matrix if they want to. And just the fact that that choice is there allows them to accept the program. You know, right. um, whereas with this one, I think it's, it's kind of neat, you know, and they, and how they talk about that idea of like choice versus fate and things like that. You know, I thought that was, that was really cool. And I like how they, 
they don't really talk much about it. They just kind of pose the question and then just leave it hanging, you know, like, which I thought was really, really fun to be like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm used to you telling me what your thoughts and beliefs are about the issues in your film, but to not kind of go over that, you know, but also the way, you know, the way they frame it, you know, like, for, I mean, they do that in reloaded too, when it's like, when he's talking to the architect and he's like, you know, you have a choice, go through this door and, you know, save Trinity or go through this door and save all of humanity. But, you know, we know that, you know, the choice has already been made, you know, and that it's not really a choice. It's not really like, Oh, okay. I will choose to let Trinity die. You know, it's like that, that, you know, programming of, you know, um, and maybe that's good programming in this sense, you know, like, you know, um, the, the idea of love being a program, you know, that's like, oh, because I'm in love with her, I'm going to sacrifice all of humanity to go save her, you know, which, you know, and, and, you know, and that's the thing too, is by the end of it, that you see that that was kind of the, the, the Oracle's gambit all along, you know, like that idea of like her manipulating him to make, you know, him think he had free will and that this idea of, oh yeah, you're going to get this choice. And the thing you should do is to save everybody, but you know, you're, you're going to save Trinity. And that's what, you know, um, yeah, like the work, that whole idea of like telling him exactly what he needed to hear, you know, by her telling him that, you know, he's already made the choice that Trinity is going to die. That's what causes him to want to be like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go against that. And it's just like, no, that's what I knew you were going to do all along. That's why I told you that, you know, like it wasn't so that you would accept that she has to die. It was to kind of like hammer that home beforehand so that, you know, you make those decisions based on, you know, the thought I, you know, put in your head, you know, like, like inception kind of thing, you know, know, like he thought he was being heroic and like, Oh, everyone expects me to save all of humanity, but I'm going to go save Trinity. And that was like what the Oracle was trying to get him to do all along. So, yeah. So I feel like it's, it's really cool the way it plays with, with choice. Um, And, and also like the color of red and blue too, because it's like, I wonder if, that was also part of it too, where there had been this, this sense. And I think they, there was an interview where it said that like, they weren't trying to like, you know, they just kind of picked red and blue without realizing like, Oh shit. Now we've kind of correlated with the political parties of red and blue. And oh, now nice. you know, people are jumping on that, that it wasn't really, I don't think that was their intent um, when they made the, the first one. So I wonder if they were trying to like dilute that whole idea. Like, yes, we're going to make a reference to the red pill and the blue pill, but I feel like, you know, there was um like when they were taking Trinity out, like that whole area was red, but then once they kind of took her out of the pod, like it turned blue. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Like if it's blue, like, isn't that supposed to be the bad color in this, you know? And, or are they just like, Oh man, star Wars has it right because blue should be good and red should be bad. So let's, let's try to slowly tip the scales, you know, so that the nice cool blue is the good guys and, you know, the red is the bad guys or whatever. So yeah. So that, that's, that's something I want to rewatch and like watch for like how the color is used with the idea of choice. And again, there is a lot of like, Oh, take the red pill, take the blue pill. But like, I feel like there are other uses of that color. Like, like with, with bugs, like why is her hair blue? Like if she's supposed to be a good guy, why is, why does she, I was just about to say that. Yeah. So, so that's like a really interesting thing that kind of intrigued me about a lot of this. Like, I mean, maybe that was just to kind of throw you off and be like, Oh, she's not actually on Neo's side. She's another program trying to keep him in there or whatever. Right. Um, it's also like yeah. if your favorite color is blue, like in the Matrix, your hair would be blue. Like I, I'm also like I, I'm wondering if they try there. There was an attempt to kind of re, like you said, to kind of shake it up a little bit more because they're they're showing. More. But like the the blue glass, like the whole of uh, Neil Patrick Harris's costume mm-hmm. was was these thinly uh, veiled blue accents. Like it, it 
it, it, you're either going to be obvious with color or you're not. You can't really be wishy-washy about it. So there has to be yeah. some significance to it, I would think. Yeah. You know, I I love new Morpheus's wardrobe. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like, as cool as Morpheus was, it was very, like, this one aesthetic. And for some reason, this guy is just more, he seems more flamboyant and more, he's, people are having more fun in this one. Is yeah. that just me? It feels like everybody but Neo is having a great fucking time. <laughs> I love I love when he's in the uh when they're in the construct and he's got like that 70s with like you know the, the <sighs> collar that's going over the suit collar, you know, yes. like and like you know, I was just like, oh damn, like okay, this 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 works, you know, and yeah, and how he has like the orange suit at one point, like yeah. So yeah, like I really liked that they were trying to shake up the color. And, you know, break away from like, okay, green is the matrix, you know, the, the sort of grayish blue is the real world. And then we have red. Plus, like, I feel like in the, in the other films, like red and blue weren't really, uh, didn't have a big role as far as like lighting. Right. It was mostly just like the pills, you know? Yep. Um, whereas with this, like, I mean, maybe that was part of it too. Cause I think like the real world did have like a blue tint versus the matrix green tint. So maybe that's kind of more what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, it would have it would have been interesting for them to like flip it for the film and be like, okay, we know Neo likes taking the red pills. So let's make <laughs> the red pill the one that keeps you here, you know, and like that type of thing where it's like, oh, you think he's yeah, he's taking the red pill, and it's like, no, we've we've kind of done that to, you know, because we know he he'll choose the red pill over the blue pill, so you know, we've, we've switched the contents, you know, or something. I think there is also a reference. I think um, estrogen pills used to be red. Oh, okay. So I think it's also I think the color also has some reference to the trans allegory. So oh, all right. I I don't I I remember hearing a fragment of that conversation, so I'm not exactly sure. Um, but there's definitely that commentary to be made. It wasn't as explicit in this. I was really expecting Bugs to be a, a trans character. In, right. Yeah. Um, it seemed I, there was rumors about that. I don't know if it's it's in between the lines or there's more references than I was able to pick up on. I that was I was I was ready for that as a character choice as to really kind of go all in on it. But it, it I don't think Lana did that. I don't think yeah. I don't think well there 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 are things that Lana did that were subtle and there are things that are not so subtle. You know <laughs> so I. I it, that's a, it'd be interesting to hear her talk about that. What what spurred her to make the choices that she did and make it more or less or a trans allegory? Yeah. Um, well, that was one of the things I think I said before too. Is like if if they were going to have a trans character in the Matrix, which way would would gender play? You know, right. because like I remember hearing someone writing like, "Oh, in the Matrix, you can be whatever you want." It's like, but the Matrix is fake. So I feel like you know, yeah, like, would your, the, the gender you identify with, is that who you are in the real world? Because that's what's real. And the matrix is this illusory thing. So it's telling you like, no, you're a man when you're actually a woman. And that's where that disconnect comes. Or is it, yeah, is it that idea that, oh, if, you know, if I was, uh, you know, it's like, I'm a trans woman. So in the matrix, I get to be that woman. Right. And I almost wonder if that was sort of like the way of, uh, you know, avoiding that, you know, like what, you know, when you're talking about what is real and how you get to choose to present yourself, you know, those are two kind of different things that could be, uh, you know, played to either side of that, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, and I feel like playing it either way, it could have been twisted to be like, oh, yeah, you're, 
if you're making the person be the gender they want to be in the matrix, the gender they identify as, the matrix is fake. You're saying that them right. being that gender, you know, it's like I feel like that could have been used uh, uh, against them as a way of being like, you know. Um, and that that also coupled with like the the lines from Bugs about people taking the matrix and they they reduce it and they they use mm-hmm. it for their own. In that with that that was a very vehement commentary. It felt very frustrated, very. That seemed to come directly from Lana was that line about what this right. ma- what the Matrix is, what it means to people, and how they've used it to manipulate it to their own vision. And that that makes a whole lot of sense. That would be instead of having to play the gray area or like worry about it being kind of held up as like here's justification for why this is wrong. Like I, just yeah. not to have that commentary. I, I that makes a whole lot of sense. I also liked in this, like, this is kind of a little bit of a pivot, but, like, it was less about destiny in terms of, like, Neo's the one. He's got to be the one. He's got to do the thing. Right. Like, they, they, they do reference it, and he is kind of out of legend. And he is he's literally Christ. Both he and Trinity are Christ figures because they died and they were resurrected. Like, there's, not, there's nothing subtle about that. But in the movie, it was very much less about got to find the one one's going to fix everything. It's all going right. to be okay because of the one. And I thought, like you said, the kind of unfettered Morpheus with, without the kind of disappointment or like this, this, like he was just a juggernaut. Morpheus is like, I believe in the one I have to get them. And then the, like, I will believe that he has fixed everything forever. And that led to the destruction of Zion and the destruction of Morpheus. So the idea, like, because it is 60 years past that kind of fervor, that religious fervor, it seemed like the tone of the, the tone and in the kind of the, the, not a step, like the, the metaphor, the, the, the sensibility of the film was much less about the chosen, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, that I, I liked that a lot too, that, that it pivoted away from that. Cause it, that seemed to give Neil a whole bunch of baggage and it was great in the first one. But in the second one, it was just like, well, I've got to fix this. I could fight better than everybody. He had, he seemed like he had nothing to do until the architect was telling him everything that he needed to do. Like for very much of that movie, he's like, well, I can fight these guys. I guess we'll go to this thing and that thing and this thing. Like, yeah. And waiting around for the Oracle to tell him what he's supposed to do next. You know? Yeah. It it was very freeing. I I liked that a lot. And I like, I like Smith as kind of a deus ex machina coming in and literally the, the company that uh, Keanu or uh, Neo works at is called deus ex machina, which is really funny to me. They just, Lana just leads into a joke. When she makes a joke that she finds funny, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to leave that one in. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked Sati. I liked the return of Sati. I, I, I thought that was cool. It made sense that like she would be kind of, and I, you and I had that, that in the trailer we saw the person she projected into and we read her as the oracle right i i i see no problem with that mis misdirect because she's essentially the oracle for this new matrix because she helped kind of design it in this this cool way so that that was also i like that i like that she kind of slipped into that role yeah 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 it's cool that like they do have like even within the machines there is this sort of divine masculine and divine feminine you know we had the architect and we had the oracle and Mm -hmm. they were kind of like you know the 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 two gods of the original matrix and now we have you know the analyst and sati you know 
So like th- that there is that, you know, even though she had to work, you know, behind the scenes and stuff that, you know, her influence is still kind of there. And, um, you know, I thought that, I thought that was really cool. And I thought that, you know, yeah, that the, I feel like they do tend to talk about balance a lot, which I really like. That's another concept, you know, the, that the idea is try, or the, yeah, I think they mentioned at one point, like, why does it have to be a binary thing? You know, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be binary like this or this, but like that idea of having those poles and then, you know, the gray area in between, you know, um, you know, I think is like a, a, a good way to look at things. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, one or zero, but it's like, you know, that is, um, that at least I guess sets up the, the, the stage for having a discussion about like, well, what about everything in between, you know? And that, you know, I think like having that, that idea of like opposites to balance each other, you know, they talk about this with Neil and Smith, you know, and, um, in, you know, when the Oracle's telling him sort of what his, you know, what Smith's purpose is, you know, and that, you know, Smith ended up being not just another agent, but like was Neo's opposite and that he needed that, um, that balance, you know, that they were kind of like the yin and yang kind of thing. But yeah, so I think it's, it's cool that they kind of do that. And, you know, maybe that was part of like, why with this, it's like, you know, you know, even though we had all this, like, this this binary balance like we still didn't have that we still put kind of neo on this pedestal about everyone else right. you know so it's like you know it's time to kind of bring it in and be like no it needs to be the two you know it, you know kind of it, it reminds me of like uh, you know in a way back when um when right before the end of game of thrones when everyone was kind of speculating and i was like you know the way i wanted to see it end and i get why it couldn't end this way was like you know why why can't john snow and daenerys be just like king and queen together you know like like i feel like because he he has the blood but he doesn't want to be king so it's like like why does there have to be only one and like one has to be subservient to the and i feel like it could have worked if the two of them went at it as like equal partners you know oh but there's only one iron throne so it has to be one it's just like make another one you got dragons make another fucking iron thrones there's plenty of swords there's plenty of swords or make a more comfortable throne that's not made out of swords to stab you in the ass. You know, it's like, so, you know, to me, that was kind of the thing. And again, like, I don't know that that's like a flaw of the way it wrapped up. You know, I mean, I know lots of people have mixed feelings about it. And it's, I, I'm not one to say because they didn't end it the way I wanted it to, I thought it was stupid. But like, I guess in an ideal world, like that was kind of me looking at that situation and like, you know, here is how this could play out. Like, why are we always so obsessed with it being like one person, the focus being on one person kind of above everyone else, you know? And, um, you know, years ago I had the idea, like, why do we have to have one president? Why can we have a Republican and a Democrat president who have to basically like come to terms with each other as far as like, how, what are we going to decide about this? Or what I said is there should be a a Democrat Republican and a, a statistician. So it's like oh, one yeah. person gets to say, like, here is the math of the situation. And then it's like the three of them, it's like a two to one vote will decide, you know. So it's like, you know, like the triumvirate. You know, like and if, you know, if, the, if the, the, the Republican and the Democrat want to team up against the, the, the data, they have that option. But more likely, you know, it's going to skew the way of what the data says, you know, because it's like, well, I think we should do this. I think the opposite. Well, the data says this is what we should do. So that's what we're going to do, you know. So, yeah, so the idea, you know, and that, that would be another trinity, you know, but so, so the idea of like, <laughs> yeah, like why, I, I think it's just, it's, it's dangerous and stupid to have one person have so much power, you know, and the, so the idea of like having, oh, it, it's about Neo and Trinity, like that's kind of what makes this work. It's like, yeah, you know, and um, 
I almost wonder too, like where they, you know, I, I almost wonder if they were trying to say like that Trinity actually was the one all along and everyone was wrong about that, you know, like, you know, cause she kind of did have those powers or is that something that, yeah, I guess it leaves room for a lot of speculation. Is that just something that, you know, anyone can have that realization and be like, I can fly too, you know, or, you know, that idea of, uh, you know, what gave Neo his power was all this sort of self realization, self actualization, you know, and, and, you know, is that kind of what they were saying? Well, the only reason Trinity couldn't fly is because all along, you know, she was basically, you know, kind of propping up Neo and being like, your, your job is to love Neo and tell him he's the one so he can feel good about himself and be the one. Whereas it's like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not a happy ending we want. You know, we want them both to be fully actualized and, you know, reach their full potential, you know? So, so that's kind of like part of what I've kind of like, what I really liked about it. Um, you know, it yeah, definitely had that, that sense of, you know, I know people have mixed feelings about uh, uh, Force Awakens, but like, you know, one of my favorite moments is when, you know, the lightsaber goes flying past and like lands in Ray's hand, you know, when it's just like, you know, it's like, I feel like, you know, again, like we've, we've had so much focus on, you know, the men in this story and like, there are, you know, strong women, but also they're there kind of like to, to prop up some of the other characters, you know, and they may have been stronger than other female characters have been in the past, but they still don't get to be like the focal point, you know? You know, yeah. So like I said, like, I'm at the point where it's like, yeah, like, like Trinity can be the one, like she can take over. Like I had, I had my kind of awakening by being like, oh, look, here's this white guy who looks kind of like me. Although I, I always regretted that, you know, it was, it was definitely a period where I was like, I wish I had black hair. Cause it looks really cool. Like I don't look <laughs> cool wearing all black with pale. I mean, I mean, he has pale skin too, but he has more of that gray pale. Whereas I'm like pink pale. So like, it doesn't look that good, you know, and, you know, red hair doesn't look as cool and slick and curly hair isn't as cool as like the straight hair, you know, um, and I can't wear sunglasses because I have real glasses, you know, so, but, but Dude, anyway, you are like, hitting so hard home with me. Yeah, yeah you get it. <laughs> See, this, this is the, this is why it's so important to have representation, right? Because we felt like they made movies for us, but we still did like, I, I loved Elvis. I was like, I should dye my hair black because Elvis had black hair. Like we, it's so important for us to see ourselves on screen and like, it, it's about fucking time, you know, like it, it's, it's, and that's the thing, like the kids growing up now are going to see these things and they're going to find even more gaps. And like, it, I, that it gives me hope that we're like, we're finally at this point. The fact that it took this long is egregious right. and Trinity, Trinity has been badass the whole time. She has right. been a fully fleshed, awesome character with, with, desires and motivations and stuff and there was no reason like that's the thing like when you brought in neo you're like trinity's the badass we just saw her escape through this giant like that jump that she does right out of the window like i'm sorry neo you can fly you can't do that shit right. i've not seen you do anything matching that shit and that was frame one of trinity being badass so yeah. it, it's like it, i'm i'm excited for the time that we're moving into where like representation is getting better it can always get better than we are now it, it's like yeah it's about fucking time trinity was the one or one yeah. of the ones you know like yeah. and I, that's one of the, yeah, I was gonna say i feel like neo about. never did that neo never put her second i in 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 canon like i don't think that but the way the it was marketed and the way that they wrote the chosen one narrative she was to one side. I was going to say how, like, you know, it kind of occurred to me this idea that, like, you know, we have, you know, Neo, which is an anagram for one, and then, you know, Trinity, which means three, 
So it's like, oh, it's, it's the, you know, again, it's that balance between the two of them. It's two, you know, the number in between is the number that's important, you know, not one or three, but two, you know, and, and, you know, it's the average of their two names, you know, like, so I thought that was kind of like interesting, you know, yeah, cause you have Morpheus and it's like, okay, there is this three of them, you know, Neo Trinity and Morpheus, but like, you know, the fact that like her name was Trinity, it's like, well, what is, what is, what is she representing three of by herself, you know? But then it's kind of like, I feel like when you take Morpheus out of the picture and it's like, okay, here's the one and here's three. And it's like, oh, it's actually two. It's the two of you who are kind of like, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of what we need is that, that balance of the two of you, you know? And, you know, and that's the other thing too, like with the whole like representation part of it too, is like, I feel like as I've gotten more interested in, in myth and metaphor, as opposed to, you know, kind of taking, you know, the, the aspects of the story to be literal, like, yeah, we are in, in a simulation, you know, it, it's a lot easier to see yourselves in the, in these other characters, you know, like, I don't, I don't have to like watch a movie, you know, with a female lead and be like, well, I can't relate to this, but I'll appreciate for what it is. It's just like, yeah, like it's a, it's a metaphor. So like, you know, if the, you know, in some, some stories, the gender is important. So like that has a, a role to play, but sometimes it's just, the person focal point happens to be a woman. So it's just like, okay, why, why can't I also identify with, with her? if She's going through these trials and stuff like that. So, so that was kind of part of it too. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, you know, there's a, a bunch of movies that I haven't watched yet. Uh, the one I'm, I can think of is like, was it like Raya and the last dragon or something like that? Oh yeah. Um, and I'm like, Oh, this movie looks so cool. But at no point was I like, I'm not going to watch that. Cause there isn't a dude who's the star of it, you know, right. like, it's just like, oh, people like, do that is is baffling to me. I feel like that is definitely something people do still. And it's yeah. just like, did you not see uh, uh, oh, what's Atomic Blonde? Can right. we just like, no one didn't want to see that movie. It's one of the coolest movies of all time. <laughs> it's outstanding. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's dumb. Men are yeah. dumb. People are dumb. <laughs> like, just <laughs> check. We're done. That's the stamp. Yeah. That's the end of the podcast. Except for Keanu Reeves. Except he for Keanu can I, that man acted, he was incredible in this. Like, yeah. and Neo is not an evocative, emotive character. He never has been. He's always been kind of stoic badass. This, you actually saw some, like, some acting. Like, I feel like Keanu, I mean, Keanu has been great, and he's gotten better as an actor. Mm-hmm this is like the most I've liked his acting. Like it was great. Like it was it just because Neo is very one note. Like he has been one note in this. I felt like he was playing all over the keyboard. It was great. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Well, I feel like part of it is he's supposed to be like an every note, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, just to be like a regular ass guy who's like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to save the world. I'm just trying to do this, but I hate my job. And I, I feel like there's something better than this for me. So I'm going to look for it, you know? Um, so I feel like that really worked. Whereas with this, yeah, it's like that it was definitely that, yeah, that, that, that maturity that, that came with age. And it's just like, yeah, look, like, I don't care about being the one anymore. I care about Trinity, you know, like, right. like that's why I'm doing this. You know? And also kind of like the, the idea of the, the manipulation of your mind and him kind of straying from reality and dissociating and also having to deal with that. Like, I, I think he played the fear of it. Great. I, I like that whole thing, like not being able to trust your reality as, mm-hmm a part of mental health, but also this manipulated thing of the matrix. I, I think he played it really well. Like it was, you saw his fear, his genuine frustration and not understanding what was reality and what was not in, in actually being afraid of that. I, I really liked that. I also like too, that like, you know, because, you know, he had been 
being doped this whole time. Like when he first meets Morpheus, it's just like, no, like there's this sense of denial, not like, yeah. Oh yes, you're going to save me and pull me out of this dream world. It's just like, no, I've resigned myself to this dream world. Like, sure. It's, it's fucked up, but that's because I'm having mental health issues. Not, you know, it's, you know, the, yeah, like, I guess that's the biggest difference with these is like the, you know, the others are telling you to sort of chase that splinter in your mind that like, that's, what's real. Like, you know, it's stuck there in the back of your mind telling you something's wrong because there is something wrong. Whereas this is telling you like, no, no, that splinter that's telling you there's something wrong. That's mental illness. You need to push that down and take pills. And, you know, which, which I feel like is kind of weird. So I'm sure there, are, you know, I don't, I don't know that the movie me- means to be like anti, uh, you know, counseling and, you know, therapy for mental illness, you know? Well, there's also, I, I was also thinking like that it could be a conversion therapy analog oh, yeah. too, because you're, yeah. you're suppressing, like you're, pl- you're taking the opposite of the, the, um, what is it? Uh, testosterone and, and um, oh, right. estrogen, estrogen. Yeah. taking the opposite of that to, to, and it, it, it's, you're, there's something wrong with you. You're not, this isn't reality. Like that whole, right. I, maybe that it, it's, maybe it's not a, a big loud. Here's someone who is a, a trans analog in this is like, no, the whole process of reintegration into the matrix and telling you that you, or reconditioning you to say, no, you're not who you think you are. No, this reality is false. Like that, that might be more yeah. Oh, yeah. more akin to the commentary being made. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, like yeah, like you like you, I think you hit the nail on the head with like the conversion therapy, where it's like yeah, like going against you know this is who you know yourself to be, but we'll we'll try to do everything we can to train that out of you, whether it's pills right. or whatever. See, and that that also ate like that's why Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst is misogynistic. Like he's yeah. enforcing conversion. <laughs> like that yeah. that's very like yeah. Dude, I, I feel like I, I, I need to see it again already. Like, I'm already, yeah. like, what the, I, I didn't see all there was to see. And it was one of those things where, like, even the action sequences, I was like, oh, that's great, that's great, that's great. Like, can we get to the exposition? I need to know what happened. Like, how did ne- how is Neo alive? How does he have eyes? Like, the whole time, I'm just like, will yes. you please give me some yeah. exposition? <laughs> see, that's that's one part that I didn't like, the fact that his eyes grew back. Like yeah. <laughs> I can, I understand like if, you know, basically he died, it was probably like, you know, electricity surging through his body. So I feel like, okay, we can kind of, you know, put him in a, a back to tank, you know, that type of thing, <laughs> you know, heal up his organs a little bit, get him restarted. You know, I could, I could, I could buy that. But like the fact that like his eyes, I mean, I'm sure they basically popped when they were like subject to that, like cable, you know? So to just be like, okay, yeah, we'll just get you a new eye. Like what? And also, I feel like he didn't have to have eyes. Like, if he had woken up, like, in that pod and been like, oh, man, like, oh, but I can still see all of the yellow energy. And that's how he knew Trinity was there or something like that. Like, I don't think he needed to have eyes again, you know. Um, I, that was something else that, like, I liked when he came back. He didn't have God powers outside of the Matrix. Hmm. Like, that, I think, grounded it for me. And it was like, they're rebuilding them from scratch to replicate like there's so much like how do you resurrect a human like we've been trying or thinking about this since before mary shelley but mary shelley invented the genre like so the idea that go ahead i I see you thought yeah it's like i love how ridiculous it was when he says oh it was so expensive like (laughs) like the fact that like these machines have like money issues and like like how how is that a thing like they've developed currency like but like well it's electrical current See, 
currency. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, I love that line. Cause it was just so like, Oh, we did this thing. It was really expensive. It was like, wait a minute. Like that's like, I mean, is that something that the machines learn from humans? Like, you know, plus like, it, it seems like a, a, such a ridiculous concept because it's like, you know, like if we think of like our system being like made based on gold and like, you know, that type of thing where it's like, Oh, well, there's got to be supposedly got to be gold to back. Like do the machines have that? Do they have precious metals that they're using as a for Like, is it just like, is it Bitcoin? You know, like what the fuck? Like it was just such a, such a, a silly, like I loved it. I, I thought it was a perfect way to just be like, Oh, you know, people can, Oh yeah, it's really expensive. But yeah, like you know, we did it. Oh, it's like it's really expensive like like remodeling a house it was twice it took twice yeah. as long it was twice as expensive <laughs> like what nobody's made a house on earth in a long time machine right <laughs> but yeah I feel, and I feel like it also fit that same sort of you know like yeah like if we're if we're talking to you know like the, these people that, that they've been trying to domesticate you know it's like oh yeah like imagine remodeling your house how expensive that would be like, you know like you know, especially especially for Trinity, you know, kind of, you know, they've like fully domesticated her. You know, so it was, like it I, took me so long to realize he had his eyes. Oh, I had to like I wrote that was a note that I had. It's like, oh, he has eyes. How did he get eyes? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I remember that being like an issue when I when they showed those scenes. Like I remember one where they show like where they're operating on him, and you see like his his eyes all grayed out. And it was like, oh yeah, okay, that, like I'll buy that. Like they took his body, they somehow revived him. You know, like for some reason that that makes more sense to me. I mean, especially because he was part machine, you know, like maybe they maybe they like, you know, had a backup of him that they were able to upload back into his body or something. And it's right. like, you know, but like rebuilding eyes in the physical world, like, oh, OK, I wish I wish that that's the part I wish they would have explained or just said, like, yeah, no, he still doesn't have eyes I and mean, he has eyes in the Matrix. But you know. I kind of I kind of connected where they had developed strawberry seeds oh, from okay. dna like they they synthesized it from the the, the matrix plans i that's what i kind of think and like that was a defector who was working on strawberries this mm-hmm. is the 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 next architect so he had access to all at his disposal so like why not why not grow a pair of eyes right I guess. yeah I, it, it would have sucked to have seen him like just <laughs> daredevil it through the whole thing <laughs> like well and you paid, and that was, you paid for his face like yeah. it's a marketable face well i also wonder if that's part of like maybe they did kind of retcon that aspect of it because that was such a big turning point in the third one where it's like he loses his eyes but he can still see and we get you know we get this new color that yellowish orange right. where he can see the energy of things both you know he could that's how he could see smith in bane's body and see that it was smith and you know how he was able to like you know, do whatever else, you know, and it seems like, yeah, like that's something they just kind of backed off from, you know, whereas that could have been the thing where he, you know, when they take him out of the matrix, like, oh yeah, that's right. Your eyes get fucked up. And it's like, oh, but I can still see all this energy or whatever. I guess that's another thing too, is it didn't answer my biggest question from the trilogy where when he's flying with Trinity to the machine city mm-hmm. and he's seeing all the sentinels, like as their, their energy, their orange energy. And there's one sentinel that kind of like, turns around and it like faces him and then flies at him and flies through his body. And we see yeah. him kind of like, Oh, as it's passing through him and Trinity like grabs his hand and holds onto him. But that didn't like smash into the ship. And I've always been like, are you trying to say that like the real world also wasn't real, that like all of those machines are also just programs. Like, is that what that was supposed to mean? 
right. like nothing is ever mentioned. And like so many times I've brought it up to other people and they're like, Oh, I think it was just this. And like, just kind of brushing it off, which, you know, almost makes it seem like, you know, that's what the matrix would do. If I pose that question, like, Oh, it's, it's not a big deal. It's no, but you know, <laughs> like that, that was, that's always been my biggest problem. Well, not, yeah, <laughs> I have many big problems with the third one, but like, the second that he like it's a Christ dialogue, like obviously like one chosen destiny, whatever. But the fact that like he loses his sight and can see, I was like the the the, the second that he was able to stop the Sentinels in the real world with his hands, I was like, this is a second Matrix. This is this is a second level of control. If he can manipulate this, that's not a remaindered result of the Matrix spitting out humanity and not being able to count for everything. That is impossible to happen in the real world and so i i have always been on that kick is like at what point do we discover that he was never actually in the machine city that right. trinity wasn't that that's that's where i thought they were going to be where it's like okay right. they got attacked they thought they won and this is where we are now right. that's that's always what i thought they would do that that's what i thought i wanted i i really like where we're at now Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, you think you want the Matrix to, like, everybody to leave the Matrix and people to go back to living, but the Matrix is the best setting ever. Like, it's one of the coolest constructs for story to happen. So you want it to go on. And what Lana's given us with the end of this film is a million ways it could go, but it yeah. will continue. And that that was really satisfying and really cool. Well, I also love how dark that is, where it's like, you know, yeah, you think that Neo, and you know, I kind of was kind of talking about this earlier. You think he's going to come in and free everybody, but part of the point is not everyone wants to be free. You right. know, so it's like, are you being a good guy by forcing people out of their lives and forcing them to wake up in the real world and be like, nope, this is your life now, like you know, not the life you thought you knew. You know, and so the idea that, like, I think, yeah, I think the Matrix will always endure because there are always going to be people who would choose that sort of comfortable. um you know, that, that comfortable shiny thing where it's like, Oh, I can, I can have this, this life as opposed to like the, the harsh reality. I, now I'm thinking of like in the future, like uh, a, a more symbiotic, not symbiotic, like the, the, where the machines, like you can opt in, whereas like you're born into humanity. You can opt in to like provide, or you get to participate and play in the matrix. So I wanted, like I was in my head, I was like, well, in that society would kids, like, is there an age of consent to to, to right. decide whether you want to be in the Matrix? Or would just like, oh, you can jack in now at this age. We'll see if you're a good match or if, like, if you'll be able to handle the, the dichotomy between it. I don't know. I was just thinking of, like, that exchange and that relationship between the machines and humanity as the years go forward. See, I'm I'm in speculation mode again. That's yeah. what I missed about the Matrix was after the first one. I was like all these stories and after resolutions, I was like, it's over. It's done. It's just, it's arbitrary where they stopped it. It, it just, so I am, I'm officially back and excited about this place. And it, it literally could go anywhere. And I'm very, if they make five more films. I, I want to see them. If they like, if they do none, I'm very satisfied just playing in that sandbox in my head, you know? Sorry, getting back to the Sentinel thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, that was always, that also was like, oh, Neo's got a new god power? What is that? Did he make the thing incorporeal? Right. Did he, like, did he turn into to pure energy? Like, 
I, I don't know. So yeah, to go through him, it had to go through the ship too, because he was right. in the ship. So it's like, what, what just happened in that scene, you know, like, and it's yeah. just kind of like, that's it. That's all we get. And it just goes on. You know? Yeah. I think by the time I had gotten to that point in the movie, I was so much more like I was frustrated about all his other God powers. It's like, you're in a simulation, but there, there's no way out. And then that happens. Like, this is just the icing on the cake. Of course, the Sentinel would fly through him because this isn't real. Like, that. that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I like how they, they do kind of set it up where, yeah, it could go either way because it could be with the architect telling him that he's basically, like, part machine. You know, he's part of the system of control. So it's like, you know, if if he needs to fulfill this destiny in order to, like, have the machine's plan play out, he's going to have safeguards so he can't be killed. You know, like that's oh, why he resurrected when, when Smith shot him, not because like he was some special person, like in terms of like, you know, some, some, some human savior, like that was a fail safe built in by the machines. Like, yeah, if you get killed, like we're, we're, we're fucked. Like this whole thing falls apart. So yeah, that was one of the really dark viewings of the matrix that I did. Like, where you know kind of seeing neo as this other system of control like from the beginning and all of that stuff and then one watching i did it where it was like oh it's the oracle manipulating them so how is she kind of pulling all the strings through this whole thing you know that it's not it's not like grand design and it's not you know the you know it's it's her you know her kind of telling morpheus this thing you know like like she's being Mephisto, you know, like she's right. whispering in his ear, making him think this to do this thing. And then, you know, all plays out how she wanted it. Is one more day Straczynski? Yeah, I think that was his last story. And I think he even didn't finish it. I think he started it. And then he didn't like, like it, right? He wasn't happy with it. He, I, I thought he was, it was like gunpoint. He was told by Marvel, you need to write this story. Yeah, because I think it was like all the stuff he had been writing. I think they were like, oh, the fans don't like any of this. So we're going to retcon everything you did. We're going to give him. I mean, Straczynski didn't give him the organic webbing. Um, but like that was one of the things they did. They went back to the web shooters and like all this other stuff. They took away all the new powers that like when he did, you know, the other, you know, um, God, yeah, ditched that. all of that stuff. Um, yeah, there is so good. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't get much time with it because it was like, oh, the other. Oh, cool. OK, Civil War. Boom. Now this is, this is yeah. the focus of everything. But uh, but yeah, so like I think like I think he started writing it. But I don't know if either he he was like I don't want to do this, or someone else was like we don't like what you're doing, so we're gonna kind of do it because they had to kind of yeah deal with that whole deal with Mephisto and, and that stuff and yeah and it, it and I mean the way that story was told I really liked. I didn't like that they felt the need to do that, mm. um, but it was really cool. Like that there's this one there's this one thing where it's like basically the two of them are spending their last day together. And it's just the two of them sitting there and they're kind of like holding each other. And you can see the light changing, like as the sun's going down and like, he goes to say something and she's like, no, just don't, don't say anything. Like, this is just us sitting here our last day. And it was just like, Oh my God. Like, like that, right. that fucking page just like spoke volumes. So I hope he wrote that page. I hope that wasn't someone else. It was, it was brilliant. It was heartbreaking. Right. You know, just that, you know, that sense of like, okay, as soon as the sun goes down, like we're done, like this is it, you know, and fucking aunt may, like she's so fucking old. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, revamp the timeline because my old ass aunt who's probably going to die soon anyway, got shot. And now I'm going to, this is the only way I can save her life. And it's like, are you serious? Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, that, yeah, that's like a different turn. But, you know, my other. Oh, no, we, we yeah. just did our uh, uh, great ideas that went nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've already done it. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, I think, you know, it was definitely like, I, I, I think that was part of it too, is like, I went into it with very little expectations. Not like I was expecting to be disappointed, but I wasn't, I don't know, like I, I'm not the same person I was, you know, 20 some odd years ago, you know, when I saw the first one and it, you know, it kind of like flipped a switch in me, you know, it was kind of just like, you know, and, and I remember that being a thing, like kind of chasing that sense as a high, like what's the next film that's going to sort of present this idea that kind of, you know, breaks me out of this like status quo. And I think part of it too, is that like, you know, like with any other kind of um, addiction or any drug that has this high is like, it's, it's not helpful to just watch some other film that's going to present a new idea about the world. And then you don't go back and actually change anything, you know, about how you live. Like, you know, you kind of, you know, after watching the matrix and seeing this idea of like, yeah, there are all these like programs that you're born into. You just follow these, these, you know, these programs, these cycles, this, this treadmill, you know, and you just keep doing it, you know, without making a conscious decision of whether or not you actually want to do that or what you would want to do instead. You know, so I think that that was sort of the, the new thing for me is to be like, don't, don't just rely, you know, cause that's, that's another matrix in and of itself is to just watch a film and be like, Oh, this film may be really inspired, but I'm going to go back to my shitty job and gradually get sad again because I'm working my shitty job instead of doing, you know, following this inspiration to, to do something. You know? mm. um, so, so I think that was part of it too, whereas it's like, it, it is a little bit more of like, you know, it's, it's not a religious experience for me, you know, which I think is a healthier place to be like, yes, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy this because I want to see these characters again. I want to see what they're doing. You know, I, I, I trust Lana, you know, like I, you know, yes, like the, the sequels were flawed, but I still love them. You know, I still love like what they, they did. And, and, and yeah, like, it, you know, there are rough edges. And I think a lot of it too is like, you know, the, what helped me understand it was that, you know, someone, I think it was the Wachowskis that explained like, you know, the first one is about birth. The second one's about life. The third one's about death. So it follows suit that the third, the fourth one is resurrection, you know? Yep. So it's like this idea of, you know, yeah, we kind of like, you know, we, we, we introduce you to Neo. He gets to kind of like live this, this superficial life, but it's like, okay, but my life doesn't have meaning right now, you know? And it's not till he kind of goes through that disillusionment of like, yeah, you're not meant to end anything. You're another system of control and how, he has to deal with that, you know, like that, you know, like that journey is what I, what I really love, you know? Um, and the fact that he has to find a solution on his own, ultimately, you know, like he keeps waiting for the Oracle to tell him what to do. And I mean, there are kind of little hints, but like, you know, he's the one ultimately who has to be like, Oh, I have to stop fighting. I have to just like let Smith take me over and, you know, you know, being connected to the machine sitting, all that stuff, you know, like, so, you know, going into this one, it was just like, yeah, I think it wasn't, oh, I hope it's this. I'm going to be disappointed if it's not this, you know, it's like, I just want to, plus like a lot of the things that I thought it might be about, I was, I was pretty, pretty right or pretty close yeah. at least. Like, you know, the you idea of it, like, you know, yeah, Trinity being, you know, like, oh no, it's not just, you know, the, the Neo show starring Trinity as a sidekick. It's like, you know, bringing her up as, you know, an equal, if not superior, you know? So yeah, going into it, I, I was very like, hot off i mean you and i have talked about the matrix a whole bunch we we watched all of the films together which was awesome and that, then just recently rewatching them all and like again i love this play this sandbox to play in so approaching is like i've already got tickets to see it again zeke and i are going to see it in the theater on monday together nice so you you got first dibs so i'm, I'm glad i got to to share the like initial experience with you but the it, watching it i was very much like i was 
I was most excited to talk to you about it more than even watching it. I was just like, oh, cool. I get like, because you haven't got to see a movie in a theater. It's killing me not to be able to talk about Spider-Man with you. I know. Like, I know. yeah, it's 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 got to be killing you to not know or, or like try to avoid spoilers because they're yeah, like I'll see little hints of things on fucking either YouTube or like Instagram. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, but like, I was really excited. So I, I was ready to let whatever I just was ready to go with it. Because I, I love Keanu at this point in his career. He's only doing things he wants to. Mm-hmm. And I it was I was really excited to see what Lana had had for us. And I I wasn't disappointed. I really enjoyed it. And it, I feel like there are nitpicky things, but I'm I, I feel so much like more satisfied. I think that's I feel like I came to the the <laughs> It's like when you order a sandwich that's too small. I'm using a Scott like uh, analogy here. Like the Matrix trilogy was the sandwich that was too small. I wanted like one more bite of it, and this is more than that. Like I got, I got all that I wanted and more in terms of like now. It, it feels like it, it. It feels like a franchise in which more can happen now, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really excited by that. And if nothing else comes of it, like if there's like comics or video games or some other continuation of it other than film that's great like i'm just happy i'm happy (laughs) i I would like to see i mean i don't know if i would regret this i don't know that like i don't know if the matrix world is big enough but to kind of happen like with with star wars where it's like okay we can have just like you know kind of like what they did with the animatrix like here are some although again then again like having said that it's like the stories that i was not interested in are the ones that didn't tie directly into right you know, the cast of characters and the storyline you, you know um but you know maybe maybe given time there would be you know uh you know the, the boba fett type character where it's like ooh, who's this person they're really badass i want a story about them that has nothing right. to do with neo and trinity and morpheus and all that you know um, well merovingian has that line of like my my spinoff is not over and he leaves yeah. <laughs> like I, I was like that's it's great super self-referential i love that character I love him as like this trash man now. Like I am, yeah. I am. I'll watch that mini series. Whatever that is, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, could well, definitely. You could do the Star Wars. I mean, not even Star Wars got that right the first time out because people didn't like Rogue One for some reason, even though it's amazing. Yeah, it, it would be really cool to see it kind of expand and get these little pockets of it. Like I, I, I'd eat that up. Yeah. Well, that's about enough of that. <laughs> and here's Tim with the final word. Oh. I was so I was so wanting you to do that and you did it and you didn't disappoint. You're right. We'll see you next time. Guys. <laughs>